my first scripture reading comes from the uh, Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 15. And I skipped 14, but we're going to touch on chapter 14 a little bit. But abiding in Jesus. John 15. This is Jesus was talking to his disciples. They were, this is right before he was, went to the cross. And in fact, this is during the Last Supper. He had all of his disciples gathered together. And he was laying out everything, telling them what was going to happen uh, and how to act and how to be as his disciples and how people would recognize him as his disciples. Not because of their religious activity, that they go to church or that they do everything or they pay their tithe and stuff. Now, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not saying nothing bad about that. But that's not how you mark a Christian. That's not how you mark a person who follows Jesus. Jesus' point is they'll know you by your love, that you are my disciples. Okay, John 15, Jesus talking to his disciples. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men, men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Lord does. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. The word of God for the children of God, and all of God's children said, Amen. So that's what Jesus is saying. He is the vine. We are the branches. So we got to abide. Stay connected. Stay connected to our love source. Because without that connection, we don't know how to love. We don't know what real love is. I mean, our kind of love is conditional. I love you as long as you do what I say. Or you do it my way. But once you step out of line, I don't know if I love you that much anymore. But that's not how God is. God's love is unconditional. And Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. And his example of love is that he gave his life for us. That's what love is. And, that, and that's what God's talking about through his whole Bible, his whole word, is this love that connects all of us together. And, and, and that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be connected together in 
God's love. Love each other the way God has loved us. And you know, I, I know it's really hard. I mean, it's easy for me to stand up here and say these things. I mean, words are easy to throw out there. But the proof is in the actions. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at the church. We need to be people of action instead of beating people over the head with the Word of God. Now, I, I know this for a fact, people, because I was out of the church for years and years. And when people, religious people come at me and try to shove the Word down my throat, that did not, that did not work. It just pushed me further away from the church. Because nobody wants to be beat over the head with the Word of God. Now, if you want to draw people to the church, show them what Jesus looks like. Show them love. You know, when Susie and I was trying to figure out what church to go to, we picked this church. God, we felt like God wanted us to come to this church. You know why? Because the people here loved us. They didn't beat us over the head with the Word of God. And there's two people that come to mind right now that I'm going to mention their names. Jim and Shirley Sweet. They showed Susie and I love without beating us over the head with the Bible. They helped us. They loved us. They showed us Jesus. And so that's what God's called us to do. To show people Jesus. Not go up to Him and say, well, if you don't repent, you're going to hell. Well, welcome to the human race. That applies to every person. And repent means change your mind. Don't feel guilty about everything. Change your mind towards God. That's all God wants. Instead of running from Him, run to Him. This love that only comes from the Father. The power of His Holy Spirit. And that, that's what will draw people to God. Is if, our, if we love them like Jesus loves us. If we put them before ourselves. And like I said, it's easy to say. To live it is a different thing. But Jesus said He will give us the strength. Because He'll abide in us. He's the one who teaches us this love. And so that's, that's what it boils down to. Following God. Love God, love people. Let's make this simple. Jesus did. And that's why the crowds were so drawn to Jesus. Because He loved them right where they was at. He didn't tell them, well, you need to change. No, He went right to them and healed them and gave them life right in their brokenness. He didn't condemn them. And He don't want us to condemn people. If you're going to condemn anybody, look in the mirror and condemn yourself. You like Jesus told the Pharisees when they wanted to stone the, the, the whore that they, well, they said she was. They caught her in the very act. You know, and I just, heard, I just learned some stuff this last week that that was added to the Bible, but I'm not buying that. Because a lot of people nowadays think, well, that wasn't really in the original text. They added that. Well, how do you know you wasn't there? But Jesus said, Ye without sin cast the first stone. There's none who has not sinned. You're born in it. Even a little baby, they sin. They're born in sin. People don't understand that. That's part of the curse that happened in the garden when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that infected the whole human race. So if you sit around and say, I'm not a sinner, well, the Bible says you're a liar and the truth is not in you. If you say that, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All. None is righteous. Not one. 
So when you go around thinking you're better than other people and you're more righteous than other people, you're fooling yourself. And actually, it's kind of pathetic. Nobody can stand to be around a self-righteous person. I know I can't. I can't handle it. So God don't want us to be that way. He wants us to walk in His love and not judge people. To walk in this love of God. To give of yourself to the people, to the hurting, the people in your lives. A lot of people, and I know this from my own experience, they want to stay away from the church because they know they're broken and the church acts like they got it all together. And they're just a bunch of broken people in a building. Singing hallelujahs, praising God, and then they go out into their miserable lives and it's a whole different thing. So I want us, God wants us to be real in church and out of church. Because even when we're out of this building, we are the church. It's not about a building. It's about the temples of the living God. And everybody here who believes in Jesus Christ, you're a temple of God. God lives in you. And He wants to touch the world that you live in around you with love, comfort, and peace. Not destruction and not putting people down, not stomping on people when they're already broken. That does not help. That does not bring people up. It keeps them down. And that's what it's all about. Love. Unconditional love. Abiding in Jesus Christ. Now, now, now like Jesus said, if we, if we don't abide in Him, we can do nothing. So if we don't stay connected to the love source, we won't know how to love. We will get back into our own selfish ways again. You know, and I'm not, I'm not up here pointing fingers and beating up on people. I'm beating up on myself too because this, this affects me. Sometimes I get self-righteous and thinking I'm better than other people because I've been in the church so many years. I've done, you know what? I'm just the biggest sinner today as I was when I joined the church. And if I think any other different, I'm fooling myself. So that's where we're all at. Not think too highly of yourself. Even the scripture says that. But look down on, uh, look to the people that are broken and down and get down there with them and love on them like Jesus would. Abide in Jesus. And it don't matter what people think of you. If people, you know, they, if, if, if they condemn you for the way that you treat people, that you're loving people, who cares what people think? This is between you and God. Not between you and God and everybody else. It's between you and God how you're going to love your neighbor. How you're going to love Jesus. How you're going to love the church and love the hurting world that's outside of the church that thinks the church thinks they're better than everybody. And see, I know this because I've lived it. And self-righteous people are the most pathetic, sickening thing you can be around. I mean, uh, to me. I can't, I can't stand it. The holier now people. That God didn't want us to be that way. He tells us over and over and over and over again. And that's, that's the whole moral of the story. Love, 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 love. For God so loved the world that he gave. So we should love the world that we give of ourselves. And the only way you can do that is if the Holy Spirit is living in you. To help you produce this love. Hang on a minute, guys. I'm having a little spell here. Let me snap out of it. 
Let's go to John, 1 John. Actually, let's go to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, Apostle Paul, he, he, he wrapped this up really good. I mean, this is so good here. Chapter 13, 1 Corinthians. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity, I become a sounding brass as a tingling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, and, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity. See, the King James Version says charity, but all the other uh, translations say love. But it's a charity kind of love. It's a love that has charity with it mixed. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity fawneth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Now abideth faith, hope, and charity, these threes, but the greatest of these is charity. Now, like I said, a lot of the other translations, abideth hope, faith, and love, and the greatest is love. That's what it is, charity love. And, you know, like it says, you, you, can, you can have all the gifts of the Spirit, but if you don't walk in love, you are a sounding cymbal. You're a clanging, like somebody clanging pans together. Nobody's going to receive you. So all that stuff there, it don't matter if you don't have the love of God. I mean, I can stand up here and act like the best preacher in the world, but if I don't have God's love in me, I'm sounding brash. It's like somebody up here blabbing their mouth, flapping their gums, and nothing's coming out because nobody's going to receive it because they know that I am full of myself and not love of God. I'm not inviting in Christ. Now, what kind of Christian do you want to be? Do you want to abide in God's love and show the love of God to people? Or do you want to abide in yourself? And see, I ask myself these questions every day. Am I going to walk in Jesus? Or am I going to walk in my flesh? And so that's why every morning when you get up, you've got to hook up with God. You've got to start abiding right when you wake up or you're, you're going to fall. And, you know, I'm living this, my own experiences, I know this, that if I don't stay hooked up, I get pulled away. And it's very important because the enemy's out there. He's out there trying to pull us away from God. He's out there trying to take our faith. He's out there trying to steal this love away from us so we can be bitter and mean and unforgiving. And that's how the world is. Well, what about me? I will never forgive those people because of what they did to me or what they're doing in their life. God couldn't love that, but God loves us all. So let's not get caught up in judging people. 
putting people down. God didn't want us to do that. Jesus didn't want us to do that. He said, you without sin cast the first stone. Put your bag of rocks down. Your insults, your remarks. And throw out love remarks. Love God, love people. I'm going to go to one more scripture and then we're going to have communion. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the provisionary for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. That's what it boils down to. Love. And the Apostle John, he was a, he was, they, they called him the Apostle of Love. He was the love apostle. He was a, he's the one that said Jesus loved him the most. And the one that, God, that Jesus loved the most. Who knows? Jesus loves us all, but you know, that's just how John felt. So he's the apostle of love. And see, and when we walk in love, just like it drew Susie and I to God, it will draw other people to Jesus when they see Jesus in you as you abide in him and walk in love and not condemnation. And remember who you are and whose you are and where you come from. Remember your struggles in life before you gave your heart to Jesus. Because none of us knew how to love. We didn't know what love is. So remember that. Remember your struggles. Remember how you were beat down. And what drew you to God was that, was that love, that love of God. Because God loved us first. Even before you was born, He made a way for us to have Him in our hearts and be forever with Him in His new kingdom. Because God's going to redo everything. He is, just like He promised. We're going to have a new heaven, a new earth, and do you want to be there with Him? Do you want to be in this new creation that's coming, the new beginnings? Love God, love people, and we'll see you there. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your faithfulness. Thank You for coming to this world and showing us what real love is, Lord. Help us to walk in this love, Lord. Fill us with Your Holy Spirit that we may know what true love is. In Jesus' holy name. Amen.